We here at Our Sports Are Virtual Major League Baseball. Our product provides an advanced and authentic experience in the hybrid category of fantasy and virtual sports. By owning and operating an Our Sports franchise, you compete for championships and money in leagues that mirror the MLB in every way. For sports fans who have dreamed of owning a sports franchise and handing out business cards that say Team Owner, Our Sports is making that dream a reality. Find them on Twitter at Our Sports Baseball and on Facebook as Our Sports Baseball. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. It's a tire start to episode 190 of the A Foreign Affair podcast. I am Edward Green. Uh, we'll be joined later by McCullen Crime, Wes Bradshaw, as we kick off one more edition for 2017 of the A Foreign Affair podcast. Um, he will, of course, be joining us later on from parts unknown for what will be a scintillating edition of Anfield Corner. Big Liverpool matches on the pitch this week as well as some big happenings off. I believe Wes found a big, large, centralized gift under his tree this year. It's fine. Um, We're going to go through that. Uh, I will be doing a quick recap of the myriad of matches that happened uh, during Boxing Day and the holiday weekend. I'll hit the news and notes. Uh, A couple of managerial signings we will take in, and then uh, hit the watch for, and uh, Wes... We'll be getting you that so raw uh, that even I, I watched a little bit of it. John Cena got punched in the face on Christmas night. What the hell? Damn you, Elias. Damn you. <sighs> anyway, uh, but of course, Wes will be bringing you that uh, later on in the show. Uh, this podcast, as always, is presented to you by NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We never stop, and we promise not to sucker punch you in the face when you're not watching. Anyway, um, we're also presented by our sports baseball. Fantasy baseball just got real. Don't just play fantasy sports. Own a team and gain equity. Um, as you may have heard, the new promos that play uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, you'll hear a new one at the end as well. Uh, you want to throw out those business cards? You want to say, yo, I'm a team owner. I'm a big baller. I am a shot caller. Well, now you can be, especially if baseball's your jam. This is our sports baseball. Go out and play today. Um, so that's uh, what we got on tap. Um, let's hit right now into the matches of this past week. I told you about uh, the big Liverpool match, and we're going to start right off with the recap of it. Wes, we'll be getting to more of that in Anfield Corner. But real quick, uh, Arsenal 3, Liverpool 3 on Friday afternoon. Uh, Philip Coutinho, oh, he's definitely leaving for Barcelona now. Just kidding. 
Um, he's got things scoring. They got the scoring started in the 26th minute, and you thought, oh, well, Liverpool on the winning ways. Uh, and then Mo Salah, right after the break, at the 52nd minute mark, picked up a second, and you thought, well, Liverpool just going to run over Arsenal. Uh, that was the start of the madness, actually. Um, Salah scores in the 52nd. Sanchez scores in the 53rd for Arsenal to get them one back. Shaka scores three minutes later to make it 2-all. Then Ozil scores two minutes after that to make it 3-2. So in the span of six minutes, Liverpool goes 2-up and then 3-0 down. Or 3-2 down, I'm sorry. Virgil van Dijk's going to save everything. Uh, But thankfully for Liverpool... Uh, they get a last equalizer from Roberto Firmino uh, in the 71st minute. So they're able to pull a point back on the road at the Emirates. Uh, big match that would portend big things for the weekend. Um, but again, you'll hear more about that in Anfield Corner from Wes. Um, on Saturday, you had Everton nil, Chelsea nil at Goodison Park. It happened, trust me. Um, Manchester City run riot over Bournemouth. 4-0, uh, the Coon Serge Aguero with a brace. Will it be his last for Man City? <gasps> oh, rumor mill. Um, Bournemouth would be involved in a much more exciting match later on. Um, Southampton won, Huddersfield Town won. Huddersfield gets a big road point uh, after Charlie Austin scored the opener in the 24th minute. Um, they answered back in the second half through Laurent de Poitre, um, and were able to pull off the point at the St. Mary's. Uh, West Ham 2, Newcastle 3, uh, Marco Arnautovic with the opening goal six minutes in, Newcastle responded four minutes later through Henry Saivet, uh, Mamadou Diame, and Christian Atsu with second half goals for Newcastle. Andre Ayew with a goal of his own in the second half, but also a penalty that he did not convert uh, that could have gotten West Ham a point, but instead it finishes West Ham 2, Newcastle 3. Uh, Stoke 3, West Brom 1, Wee Joe Allen! Wee Joe Allen scoring for Stoke in the 19th minute. Um, he had uh, the first goal in that one. Stoke went up 2-0 through Eric Maxim. Chupo Moting, um, uh, Jose Rondon, got one back for West Brom, uh, but it wasn't enough to save them as Stoke pulls all three at the bet 365. Uh, Swansea gets a point back against Crystal Palace. Uh, a Palace penalty from Luka Milivojevic. Uh, thank God Ben Teke didn't take that one. Uh, but Jordan AU answered uh, about 15 minutes later in the second half uh, to get Swansea a point at home. Uh, Brighton and Hove beats Watford 1-0. Oh, how Watford have fallen. Um, a 54th minute goal from Pascal Grob. Excuse me, 64th minute. I apologize for that. Uh, was the difference there. Uh, Burnley nil, Tottenham 3. Three goals for a hat trick Harry uh, as he destroys Burnley at Turf Moor. Uh, a somewhat controversial penalty uh, was his first goal, but two more goals in the second half finished off Burnley for good. Um, and then Leicester City 2, Manchester United 2. Just madness. Jamie Vardy had his usual party um, on a breakaway goal in the 27th minute set up by Riyad Mahrez. Basically, I'm just outrunning everybody. Uh, Juan Mata hit a brace 20 minutes apart in the 40th and 60th minutes uh, to give Manchester United a 2-1 lead. But Harry Maguire, oh, what a year it's been for Harry Maguire, according to Arlo White. Uh, he scores with basically the last 
play of the game uh, off a set piece to give Leicester a point against United. United drops two huge points on Saturday. Um, The matches don't stop there, though. On Tuesday, everybody win again. Uh, It was Boxing Day, after all. Uh, Tottenham Five, Southampton 2, that was the first one of the day. Uh, Hattrick Harry added again three more goals uh, on Boxing Day. Uh, goals in the 22nd and 39th. Uh, and then the route was on as the uh, the handshake bros, Deli Ali and Hyungman's son, scored just two minutes apart right after the restart in the second half to put them up 4-0. Uh, Stefan Buffal and Dusan Tadic with goals for Southampton. Um, but it just wasn't nearly enough to survive the Spurs onslaught as they win 5-2. Uh, Chelsea beat Brighton and Hove 2-0 through goals from Alvaro Morata and Marco Alonso. Uh, United drew again 2-2. Same score. Uh, this time they had to come all the way back from 2-0 down. Uh, Burnley looked like they were going to have a famous win at the Theater of Dreams uh, thanks to an early goal from Ashley Barnes and then a second first half goal from Stephen DeFore. Uh, but substitute Jesse Lingard came on in the second half, turned the game on its head, first with a goal in the 53rd minute, and then in the dying moments, uh, scoring in the 91st minute to salvage Manchester United, I believe, 40-year unbeaten record at home on Boxing Day. Very impressive. Uh, But it was a struggle to get it against Burnley, who once again is proving to be a tough opponent. Uh, Watford beats Leicester 2-1. Riyad Mahrez with a goal uh, in the first half, but just before the first half whistle, Mullah Wagyu uh, leveled things up and won, and then Casper Schmeichel with an unfortunate own goal in the 65th minute gave Watford all three points at Vicarage Road. Uh, West Brom and Everton drew nil-nil, so if you're keeping track, Everton didn't score a goal in this holiday period. Yay! Uh, Huddersfield uh, drew 1-1 with Stoke. Um... So another big draw for Huddersfield uh, as they look to stay afloat in the Premier League. Bournemouth 3, West Ham 3. Another uh, crazy match, James Collins. He had the goal in the 7th minute uh, for West Ham. Dan Gosling and Nathan Aki responded with a a goal apiece to make it 2-1. Marko Arnautovic seemingly won the game, though, for West Ham as his 81st-minute equalizer... Uh, was followed by his 89th-minute seeming winner to put West Ham up 3-2. But as sometimes happens when you go to the Vitality, crazy shit happens. And uh, it was the Charlie Wilson band in the 93rd minute to save Bournemouth a point as uh, as as he pulled them back there. So finished Bournemouth 3, West Ham 3. And then finally, another match you'll hear about in Liverpool, uh, or in Anfield Corner, excuse me, uh, Liverpool 5, Swansea nil uh the swans were destroyed um everybody scored including the big hyphen names of trent alexander arnold and alex oxlade chamberlain uh coutinho uh added a goal in that one as did firmino with a brace um so if we take a look at the table we are now 20 matches into the season and as i'm recording this right now it is actually uh three o'clock on the uh, the East Coast here, travel travels why we're really um, doing this one on a bit of a delay. But you're still getting this on Thursday, people. Um, not breaking the streak. Um, so everybody except Arsenal 
and Crystal Palace, who are playing right now, uh, have played 20 matches. This table looks like this. Man City is 15 points clear of United. Uh, United are at 43 points in second place. Chelsea right behind them with 42. Liverpool are at 38 in fourth place. Tottenham are in fifth place with 37. Uh, Arsenal are in sixth with 34. And Burnley are in seventh with 33. Uh, Arsenal with a win, unless they win by eight over Crystal Palace, uh, will stay in sixth um, into match week 21. Um, they cannot pass Tottenham unless, again, they, they win by eight or nine goals um, because of goal differential. So that is how that looks. Uh, at the bottom of your heart, the relegation zone, West Ham, currently uh, one of three teams sitting on 18 points. Uh, they are the bottom, though, in 17th, or sorry, 17th place, yeah. Uh, Bournemouth are in the relegation zone uh, with just 17 points, but just one off. Uh, West Brom are in 19th with 15 points. And Swansea, who we'll get to in a minute, are in last place with 13 points. Um, five clear of safety. Uh, it should be noted, they actually do have more wins than West Brom, though. West Brom, the fewest wins of any team in the Premier League, just two in 20 matches uh crystal palace is one of those teams that is uh grouped right above the relegation zone uh, if they can get a win they'll get a little bit of breathing room uh even a draw would at least get them a point or two above the drop um so that's how things stand and right now as we're recording this we're in the 17th minute uh at sellers park it is crystal palace nil arsenal nil um so that's a look at the table if we go into your matches because oh man this this busy week does not stop. Um, even going to Thursday, Saturday, we go again. Um, seven matches on Saturday, including uh, at 10 a.m. You have six choices. You have Chelsea versus Stoke, Liverpool versus Leicester, Newcastle versus Brighton and Hove, uh, Watford versus Swansea, Huddersfield versus Burnley, and Bournemouth versus Everton. The Vitality uh, at 12:30. You have Manchester United versus Southampton. And then on New Year's Eve, you get uh, two matches at 7 a.m. You have Crystal Palace versus Man City. And then you also have West Brom hosting Arsenal. And then finally, on New Year's Day... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Two, four, six, eight, what? Wait. Huh? Um... I'm confused a little bit. Anyway, on Monday, January 1st, Tuesday, January 2nd, wait, wait, what? Huh? Oh, wow, that's, wow, that's super weird how that scheduling works out. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Whew. New Year's Day. Uh, I will explain my confusion in just a moment, folks. Uh, Monday, 7.30 a.m., Brighton and Hove versus Bournemouth. At 10 a.m. on New Year's Day, you get Leicester City versus Huddersfield, Burnley, Liverpool, and Stoke, Newcastle. And then at 12.30, you get Everton versus Manchester United. On Tuesday, you get Southampton versus Crystal Palace at 2.45, as well as uh, West Ham, West Brom, Swansea, Tottenham. And then at 3 p.m., you get Man City versus Watford. And then next Wednesday at 2.45 p.m., you get Arsenal versus Chelsea. Um, and then next th 
Thursday at 3 p.m. You get Tottenham versus West Ham at Wembley. And then it's a weekend off, or I think it's actually an FA Cup weekend. Who cares? My confusion came because we went through this entire weekend coming up for uh, New Year's Eve weekend and into New Year's Day, and I didn't see Tottenham. And yet, teams were already playing a second time, so I just found it very odd um, that that's how the schedule worked. Um, so Tottenham will actually end up playing on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, sh- sure. This holiday schedule is stupid. Like, and I'm not even saying just for Tottenham. I'm saying for everybody. This holiday schedule is terrible. Like, stop. Just stop Premier League. You, you don't do it. Um, that is your schedule. So that's all that is. Um, so that is it for the Premier League. Um, no other really news and notes to go over for as far as matches go, but we do have news and notes of the managerial kind. Uh, we thought, Wes and I even discussed, hey, you know, if Paul Clement out at Swansea, maybe that, that, that English coaching carousel revolves and it'll be Tony Pulis's turn to step up there. Not so fast, my friends. Uh, Tony Pulis will actually be taking over at championship side Middlesbrough. Uh, Middlesbrough, who were up in the Prem last year, uh, only to be immediately relegated back down. He will be heading to Middlesbrough to uh, to go try to pull them back up to the Premier League. Right now, uh, as we look at the championship table, um, currently... Uh, Middlesbrough, if I can, if I can pull it up here, internet not working great right now. All right, uh, Middlesbrough currently in the championship, sit in seventh place, uh, just outside that playoff spot. Right now, they're three points behind Sheffield United, who are in sixth, uh, to try and get back up to the Premier League. And of course, uh, Tony Pulis has been at Stoke, he's been at Palace, he's been at West Brom most recently. Um, he's had more than a thousand games as head man. Uh, he's won a promotion from the championship. He's reached an FA Cup final. He's been in the Europa League. It, you know, it's he's a good manager, I guess. You know what you're getting with Tony Pulis. Uh, so we'll see if he can bring Middlesbrough back up to the Premier League. Um, so that, of course, Swansea's still looking for a man, and it's maybe not a name you'd expect. We like new names. We do like new names. We also talked, maybe this is the Ryan Giggs job. I'm going to talk with Wes Bradshaw about this next week because I, I mm, it's an interesting hire. Uh, it's going to be Carlos Carvajal uh, taking over at Swansea. Um, Carvajal, uh, formerly of Sheffield Wednesday, where he was fired when Sheffield Wednesday was 15th in the championship. Uh, he won just... Three out of his last 18 matches. So there's that. Swansea are last place. There's that. He's been at Besiktas, Sporting Lisbon, and Maritimo. Swansea chairman Hugh Jenkins says, We are very pleased with the appointment. We felt we needed to get the managerial situation resolved as soon as possible. And while the timing is not always perfect, we can look forward to the second half of that campaign with renewed optimism with a coach who's won three of his last 18 matches in the championship. Um, This article, pulling from an article from the BBC, uh, they have comments from former Wales striker John Hartson, 
who says, uh, I think it's a good appointment. It gives Swansea a little bit of hope and that little bit of chance to get out of trouble that they're in. If Swansea were to go down, he's somebody who's got to the playoffs with Sheffield Wednesday and they might keep him. That may also be in Swansea's thinking, which is interesting because we've we've always said, well, if you're going to go for Ryan Giggs, somebody you're looking long-term, so you don't mind if you drop to the championship. So if that was, if you don't get Ryan Giggs now, where is he going to get a job? That's that's becoming the question. His, if not, as, as, as was once saying, what better place than here? What better time than now? I, I'm very confused. Again, I will... I will be talking about this with Wes Bradshaw next week. Uh, I'm sure he has thoughts. Um, very interesting hire by Swansea, uh, who has been making a habit of very interesting hires. It may have been just almost a little more than a year ago they hired Bob Bradley. So, woof. Um, very, very interesting hire from the Swans. Um, so that's going to do it for my portion. Uh, I could go into Watch 4. Um I will just say I finished off uh, the second season in total of a Sonic Boom, uh, the cartoon. It's great. Just, just, just go watch it. I, I don't know why you're not watching it right now. You can, you can watch it and then just come back and listen to this podcast. The end of the podcast. So, yeah, just do it. It's a great show. Amazing show. Um, so that that's gonna do it for that. Um, and I guess that means we are now heading into the sort of home stretch of this somewhat abbreviated final podcast of 2017 from the Foreign Affair Pod, uh, which means we're now going to head over to West Bradshaw, where he guides us through the magisterialness of Anfield Corner. What's up, guys? Long night in the books. Nice day of sleeping in the end of the books as well. It's a balmy 24 degrees here in eastern North Carolina, which makes it perfect weather for another edition of Anfield Corner. What's up, guys? Wes Bradshaw coming to you in this uh, piece together uh, for an affair podcast this week. And Miss McCall, Egg Green, a lot of stuff. God, we had a lot of stuff we could have talked about this week. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll work on getting you guys a new show next week, and we'll kick off the new year with a good one. So... You know, just uh, just bear with us for this week, folks. You're doing great. I know the holiday season's been crazy for everybody, so yeah. Hopefully, we give you a little bit of entertainment. Anfield Corner, <clears throat> holy crap! Everything's happening in Anfield this week. Uh, you go back to last Friday night, the the three uh, three draw with Arsenal, and uh, at uh, up in North London, and kind of an unfortunate result for the Reds is you know. Liverpool dominated a good chunk of that match. It was about a five-minute span where Arsenal put three by Mignolet and all the all the complaints and the you know the Mignolet haters were out in force. And I'm not going to say I didn't have a little run at him myself because there was ooh, there was one there was really bad. Um, but Roberto Firmino comes back, gets an equalizer. And, you know, in truth, if you look at the schedule every year, if you look away to Arsenal, I'll take a point. You know, when you're up 2-0, <laughs> you, you don't like getting a point from that position. But uh, but you know what? End of the day, a point from Arsenal isn't the end of the world. It keeps them from gaining on you. So, eh, we'll take it. We'll take it. It's what it is. 
Liverpool turnaround Boxing Day. That's when they uh, made their made their newest and latest statement. Five uh, nil over. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, five nil is the final over Bournemouth, and just a was it Bournemouth? Excuse me, was it Bournemouth? Of course, it was Swansea. Like I said, folks, it's uh. Ooh, it was a NyQuil-induced afternoon nap, so you're catching me a little little out there. 5-0 uh, over Swansea, and Liverpool were just, they were back to their marauding best. Got the goal late in the first half that opened it up. And then in the second half, for about the last 30 minutes, Swansea gave Liverpool all types of room. Liverpool able to just, just bludgeon, able to knock them out. Uh, the brace for Firmino. Coutinho had that opener. was gorgeous. Coutinho was all over the field doing so many things. Trent, young Trent, getting his first goal at Anfield, a dream come true for him. He's a grew up a Liverpool kid from the area, getting the goal in front of the cop. And then the Ox, ending it up with his first goal at Anfield for Liverpool. Uh, nice afternoon. <clears throat> Uh, three points taken from a team that is in obvious disarray right now. Of course, the new headman coming in for Swansea. We'll see if that can help them try to make a good run at avoiding relegation. We'll see, but that was just that was a really poor Swansea team that I saw in the pitch the other day. It was it was pretty rough, but Liverpool put them to the sword. And then, <clears throat> if if a 5-0 Boxing Day wasn't enough, well, then Mr. Henry gave us our Christmas present <laughs> when it was announced on Wednesday that Virgil van Dyke on January 1, will become a Liverpool player. 75 million pounds, a world record fee for a defender. And I personally, I just, I think it's huge. It's A... When you when you look at okay the fee seventy five million pounds that's a lot it's a lot of money and as a Liverpool fan I will let you know when Mister Henry comes and says hey Wes need you to chip in for this player it's my feeling it's not my money I'm I'm happy that my club is showing the intent and showing the uh, you know, kind of the dedication to go in there and make that kind of outlay I'm. I mean, I don't want to spend 75 million pounds for every player. <clears throat> but that said, this is the, to me, it's the current environment of world football. Is he is he a, quote, 75 million pounds center back? Uh, I mean, five years ago, you know, in, in the climate five years ago, no, that would be crazy. But nowadays... You know, I'm just, I'm one of those people, is he worth this? Is he worth it? I think you're worth whatever someone's willing to pay you. You know, people get so pissed about pro sports contracts and, you know, how much it costs. Well, you know, you're happy when your team gets those guys. <laughs> it's not your money. Yeah, you know, you might pay it on the back end, but that's that's the price of being a fan. Um, as a Liverpool fan, I'm, 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 very optimistic. I'm high flying with this. It's one we've been waiting for. It's one we wanted back during the summer. It didn't quite work out. <clears throat> but I think it shows a real intent from Liverpool that they're in it. They're in this for the long run. Um, they are backing Jurgen Klopp. 
Klopp has made some fantastic signings since taking over the club. A lot more hits than misses when it comes to the transfer market. This was our number one choice for a center back. Um, in the summer, people were saying, oh, you got to go and get somebody else. I was one of those people. I thought we needed a body in center defense. We didn't go and get one. Yeah, we were hoping Joe Gomez would slide over there. He's had to play right back this year due to uh, due to injury decline. Um, but Klopp stuck to his guns. He didn't. <clears throat> excuse me. You know he didn't go out and you know just get a guy to get a guy. He stuck to his guns. He knew what he wanted. He knew who he wanted. He had identified. He had made the relationship. And then in Van Dyke's corner, you know, Virgil Van Dyke had the opportunity. He could have, he could have easily said, "Hey, eh, you know what? I just I want out of here." Hey, Manchester City's offered me a shit ton of money. I'll win a I'll win a uh, Premier League medal this year. I'll just go. But you know, Klopp identified Van Dyke. Van Dyke identified Klopp. He identified Liverpool. <clears throat> he wanted to come to Merseyside. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, this is where he wanted to go. This was the man he wanted to play for. And he stuck to his guns about it. You know, the Reds are paying a premium, but that's kind of the cost of business these days. Um, you know, you look back at the summer and as Jose Mourinho has so elegantly put it later, lately, um, you know, city are paying, city are paying for fullbacks. What most people pay for strikers. Uh, not him, of course. He he had a seventy-five million pound striker. So yeah, good job, good on you, Josie. But um, you know, we know the the prices are through the roof. Um, you're you are definitely paying for quality these days. Um, and yeah, it's a big fee, but it was a player that Liverpool identified that they needed. <clears throat> uh, he's a player who can come in and be the centerpiece of that Liverpool defense. Uh, let's hope here in 2018, at the second half of the season, they hit the ground running and it'll clear up some things. I still think Liverpool have a little more shopping to do at that back. I, I do believe, I don't believe it's going to happen in January, but I think you're going to see a goalkeeper next year at Liverpool. Uh, we will totally have to see how that works out, but I think, I think there's a new goalkeeper going to be on the way in. Um, and once again, I mean, back to the fee, as far as you look at, it, I mean, if you really want to look at it and break it down, you know, a year or so ago, they got Joel Maddup on a free Van Dyke for 75. So, I mean, you know, you break that down, you, you know, it's really two silence for 45 million pounds because you had a free on Joel Maddup. So if those two are playing together, that's 75 pound worth of center central defender, um, for that price. And <clears throat> once again, not to harp on the money too much, but I mean, Liverpool got Mane and uh, Salah for about 70 million combined. Those, those are like bargain of the century at this point. So, uh, you know, Liverpool are Liverpool. Here's the thing. Liverpool have money. They don't have oil sheet money, but they have money. Um, and they're going out and they're spending it. It's up to Klopp to spend it wisely and see what he can put together. Uh, I'm excited. 
I think we need another defender as well. I, I don't think you need a another Van Dyke type signing. Obviously, another one would be nice. You know, Stefan DeVry becomes a uh, – well, he's in the last of his contract starting in January. You know, he's available for a bossman if you want to go that way. Uh, he's got a lot of people looking at him, though, a lot of uh, – a few clubs in Italy, um, some other clubs around the world looking at Stefan DeVry. Um I wouldn't have an issue going there, <clears throat> but you know, also Liverpool have a very young defender by the name of Joe Gomez, who they see as a future central defender. Uh, he's had to play a lot of right bat this year due to Nathaniel Klein unable to play to this point. It's been uh, it's been Gomez and Trent. I think your future pairing could be Joe Gomez and uh, Van Dyke. So if you do that, I mean, hey, then you've got the solution right there in-house. Uh, but things are looking up. 2018, we go into it sitting in fourth. We're in a Champions League spot. Final 16 of the Champions League. Virgil van Dijk coming in, immediately eligible for Champions League. So that'll be nice. You got the FA Cup coming up. Tough one this weekend, 48 hours, Leicester and Burnley. That's that's not easy. That's two top 10 teams um, who are playing pretty damn well right now, especially Leicester. Leicester's been playing well of late. Uh, and Burnley at Turf Moor is never easy. But we're looking good. We're in a good spot. See if anything else happens in the January transfer window. A lot of rumors, a lot of rumors, guys moving around, especially with the World Cup coming up this summer. Guys wanting to get showcased. So we'll see what happens. But, guys, I know it's short this week. It's not a lot. I hope you've enjoyed this week's uh, Anfield Corner. Up the Reds. We'll see you guys in 2018 here on the Foreign Affair Podcast. And that will be the next time we see you guys. We'll be in 2018. Uh, I will be rejoined by Wes Bradshaw, and we will be doing it live, sort of, um, as we go on with the Foreign Affair podcast. As I said, big matches still to come this weekend, and then I believe next week uh, or next weekend we'll be hitting uh, an FA Cup weekend, I believe is what that is. Um, or maybe it's the League Cup weekend. I don't know. Um, but I know is Premier League will be done. And we've we've almost finished the death march, everybody. We're almost done with it. Not quite there yet. Um, but once again, we want to thank uh, NGSC Sports and NGSCSports.com, uh, as well as our sports baseball for joining the uh, the NGSC family. Uh, you can find both of them on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter as a collective. We are at AFA Pod. Uh, he is at West Bradshaw Twenty One. I am at Edward Green. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via the All New Sports Show. You can also email us at that address, All New Sports Show at gmail.com. Um, Lastly, thanks to our podcast providers, including Podbean.com, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, iTunes Music Store, and Google Play. Uh, So once again, we will be back next week. We'll be breaking down the remaining holiday matches in the Premier League, as well as any other things that go down. And uh, I'll be getting Wes's thoughts on that uh, Carlos Carvajal uh, signing from Swansea. Because it still just kind of blows my mind. But... From a call in crime, Wes Bradshaw. I am Edward Green. Guys, thank you so much for joining us here in 2017. May all your wishes come true. May you be with the ones you love this New Year's Eve. And we'll catch you in 2018. So as always, one last time for the year, stay safe.
and enjoy the football. Catch you guys later. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSE Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSE Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSE Sports. We never stop. Attention, fantasy baseball fans. Come to the next level and experience virtual Major League Baseball ownership. Our sports provides an advanced and authentic experience combining fantasy and virtual sport. By owning and operating an our sports franchise, you compete for championships in cash and leagues that mirror the MLB in every way. For sports fans who have dreamed of owning a sports franchise, log on to OurSportsBaseball.com or find them on Facebook as OurSportsBaseball or on Twitter at OurSportsBaseball and make that dream a reality. 